Hello, this is Anna Poirier from Yoga Body Nutrition, and I'm here with Catherine today, who I'll be supporting and gaining some deeper insights, awarenesses, and tangible tools around her life path using her astrological birth chart. So welcome, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you. Um, and I do, uh, I, we do know each other, so I know a bit about you, but would you just say like a little bit about who you are and what you do. So right now I am in higher ed administration mm -hmm. and I run a division of 450 employees, which oversees um, the Dean, um, the Dean of, of students essentially. So I, um, I represent student interest to college administration and I oversee the division of student affairs and all additional co-curricular activities outside of the academic side of the house. Very good. And, um, okay, great. So thank you for sharing that. And anything else you want to add just kind of like about, um, I don't know, cre I know you're fairly busy, so I was going to say creative creative pursuits, but you're probably pretty darn busy. Um, I like to be outside in nature. Mm -hmm. I like to move my body. I like to color. I think it's because I've gotten really brain dead in the midst of my reaction to this emergency pandemic. It's been, seems like the longest two months ever. Mm. And so um, I've sort of reverted to, um, you know, color and art and, those types of things as a way to be off screen and use my hands and to create something tangible. Totally. Um, yeah, I get that. And do you have any specific questions or just, I don't know, places you want clarification on during this reading or are you just kind of open? I think I'm open. My occupation is a relatively recent shift for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it is a good bit of two previous paths that I was on hmm. um, and it really has brought together some talents that I always knew that I had and but it's also opened up skills and talents and abilities and qualities in myself that I didn't know I had so mm -hmm. I think I'm just curious as to I don't exactly know what this I've never had an astrological reading and so I don't mm -hmm. know anything about this particular form either so but it seemed relevant given that I'm on a relatively new path and it's taken some very unexpected turns yeah totally um, okay sounds good yeah and we'll yeah we go we go through this and in, in a little bit of a I guess a different way than maybe a typical astrology reading but honestly I don't know you know, there are so many variations, so I don't know if there is a typical that I could, that I could label, but. Well, will um, you be sharing the recording with me or will I need to be taking notes? Yes, I will be sharing the recording. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we are going to dive in and I know some of this you're probably just going to be aware of, but I'll, I'll kind of just go through it. Um, we'll start with your sun sign and your sun sign is Aquarius. 
And um, I don't know if you know a bit about Aquarius, but they're definitely sort of the visionaries, the rebels, innovators. Um, and the, they're, they bring forth, you know, it's, we're in the age of Aquarius right now. So they're, they're bringing forth kind of these bigger sort of ch paradigm changing ideas. Like that's, that's a lot of Aquarian, definitely unconventional. There's an unconventionality to Aquarius. Um, very generous and um, tend to be kind of investors. Um, I would even say sort of community oriented and an air sign. So they have they have a fair amount of intellect to go along with that, um, which definitely we know about you. And when we look in the life path modality, life path astrology modality, we're looking at your sun sign as sort of what you relate to, how you, what maybe if you read about Aquarius or you read your horoscope, you're like, oh yeah, that, that resonates with me. Um, I don't know if that's the case for you when you read things like that or just hearing me share. No, it does. Mm -hmm. So, um, we, so it's, it's sort of that, that realm also, uh, what I call like your magic fairy dust, sort of what you sprinkle throughout everything. And it's not necessarily what you lead with or how other people see you and what they may be drawn to you for. Um, but it is something that is, that is woven through the fabric of your life and what you do and, and all of that. And so we'll kind of keep that in mind as we go. Um, so looking at your rising sign next, which is when we look at your rising sign, this is what we consider your life path. This is your soul mission. And um, it also tends to be how others see you and kind of what they're attracted to. Like they see these qualities in you and they want more of that. And we also even look at it as like the problem that you solve, what you're, um, what you're here, that higher calling essentially. Um, you have that in Pisces, which I did not know this about you and, um, super interesting because Pisces is all about the non-material, um, super spiritual, uh, sort of not even of this world, like dreamy, um, very sensitive and are tend to have this like fascination or um ability to tap into like beyond what's here you know like what's what's after life what what's beyond this world um they they can be prone towards addictions because of that like super sensitivity and that ability um to see and feel everything very acutely so they're i i i, I would call them compassionate empathic uh, because they have all the astrological signs inside of them. They're the end of the Zodiac. So it's like they sort of have this understanding, this ability to understand and have compassion for everybody that came before them. And they're also kind of might be carrying a heavy load 
because they're like <laughs> carrying all those, right? Like they're carrying the energy of all that. Um, and super psychic, very intuitive. Uh, these, you know, the Pisces just tend to be tuned into that world fairly easily. Um, and, you know, this is, it's really interesting in what you're currently doing. I, I see this because there's this opportunity for you with this, some of this Aquarian fairy dust and of like innovation, um, and new ideas. And then this Piscean, like almost transcendence where we'll kind of look at how, you know, how does this affect those around you and maybe even how to tap into that more for greater healing, you know, greater healing or what have you. Um, I'm going to look at your moon next and you have your moon in Aries. And uh, so when we look at your moon in life path astrology, it is your emotions. And, and oftentimes that's how it's looked at in most astrology uh, modalities. But we also see it as your motivation. When, when, you're, when you're on your path, when you're kind of living your path and, and following a higher calling, then you require, you know, it's more than just having a job. It's, it's deeper than that. And, and so there's a certain requirement to be emotionally motivated and connected to that emotional motivation. Otherwise, uh, it's just, it's not going to have that purposefulness or that depth um, and that ability to really have your heart um, want to do it. Um, so you've got it in Aries, which is a fire sign, first sign of the Zodiac. And there's, there's some Aries, just some of the qualities of Aries is childlike, uh, their big idea, they've got big ideas, um, lots of them, they are very enthusiastic and can definitely, um, inspire others about their big ideas, not always super great with follow through. Um, and, but they, they tend to have kind of these visionary ideas and like throw them out on the table. And there's also from the emotional standpoint, they're fiery. So there's a, there's a fire there, which can be enthusiasm, but then more of the shadow is that it can be, um, you know, almost moving in the direction of tantrum, of, of being kind of overly short or blunt, impatient, even jealousy, uh, anger. This, this would be more when Aries is emotionally reactive, in an emotionally reactive state. So when, you know, and this is where I, I also want to check in with you and see that, like, when you yourself feel stuck, and maybe an inward or an outward tantrum, you know, it doesn't always have to be outward, but like kind of feeling that like, tantrum energy, you might get kind of blunt. Um, there's impatience, a tendency towards outbursts or anger. I mean, is that when do you, do you experience that sometimes when you're just challenged more emotionally? <laughs> oh yeah. And, <laughs> and I think during this phase where I'm just, you know, yeah. working 14, 15, 17 hour days, I'm seeing more of that energy, which I don't really like, but 
Right. So I try right. to really do what I can to stay in more of a centered self energy. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I actually, I would actually love to know, Catherine, what you're currently doing to try to keep yourself centered around that. Well, I'm taking a yin class. Ah, <laughs> very good. Right, right. Um, fire. I spend some, I spend quite a bit of as much time as possible outside walking and just connecting with nature. And um, we live near like a forest and there's a golf course too, which is, you know, it's highly manicured, but it's gorgeous. Um, and, you know, I eat very, very healthy food. Like I never eat flour or sugar. Um, mm-hmm. And I try to stay connected to people who are um, on my similar wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Um, and that's part of so you have a good, I, you know, you already have a good sense, probably your Pisces, like just intuitively, like, what do you need to handle that, to manage it, especially with a lot of stress load. Um, and I think, so a, f- a few confirmations and, or maybe even just thoughts and ways to, to look at this, to navigate it is I do believe from our conversations, you have you have like um, team members, right? People who are in your team who are going to help you take care of some of the little details, you know, so that's not all on your lap. So you can handle the big stuff mm-hmm. I mean, I in your position that you have that, right? Yes. Okay. So that, you know, I would say lean on that as much as you can. So if it's, if it's ever a question or whatever, that's just a way to diffuse some of that energy and then um moving your body what you're doing by getting out in nature and and walking like that's a big one because aries is this it's it's all about the self so it's all about identity it's all about the self and and i think inside of that it's it's body it's the physical right it's just very physical so like whether it's a walk or whether it's something where you're literally like punching a pillow or something like that to kind of release some of that physical energy that that's just really interesting because I've noticed one of the habits that I have picked up is I have a rebounder and I'm on it constantly like between meetings and calls and and I was thinking of it's like you become this weird little person that you know, you run in there and you put on music and then you just jump up and down like for 15 minutes. <laughs> and I do feel like I'm literally just burning off pent up energy, which <laughs> prior to being homebound, I didn't, wouldn't have thought of me having that much energy to burn off. Yeah. But so that's interesting. Yeah. And I, th- that's so perfect. That's so, that's absolutely perfect. And, and it, it kind of plays into uh, another thing that I was going to mention, which because of that childlike quality of, of Aries, it's like getting some play. And that kind of has some, a play element to it because you're jumping up and down on this rebounder. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. Um, all right. I am going to move on to Saturn. And Saturn is Saturn is about discipline. And sometimes 
it's considered like the place where you, it's like hard knocks or what have you, but really it's really Saturn is the father figure and he's there to discipline. He wants to see that there's a plan. And once he sees that happening, um, you know, and I feel like this, this can be applied to, uh, your, your business, but also kind of seeing how it filters into other aspects too. But when we're looking at it from the life path, like higher calling place, it's, it's sort of like when you are, um, having that conversation with Saturn and like, okay, you know, sort of disciplining, and I'll talk about that in a second, disciplining what, what sign is it that Saturn is in. So what, what the sign that's ruling your Saturn um, that you, that's when he wants to reward and you don't feel like you're running up against blocks. And a lot of times this deals with like monetary reward of, you know, I'm doing this, but that monetary reward or whatever isn't coming. But I do see it as like other like opportunities opening and, and, um, just doors opening and not feeling like the, the door has shut. So you have, you have Saturn and Taurus and Taurus is, um, Taurus is the bull and it's like, this is, this is a fairly symbiotic relationship in a lot of ways because Taurus is ex very hard worker. Here's the plan. I'm just going to take one step at a time until I get through the plan. But, um, and a, a few other things is like, but Taurus is also like, once they, once they get through that, once they've like worked hard, worked hard, they're ready for, to like kick back and, and really relax. Like not just like halfway or not just like, I'm going to get onto the next, but like really kind of get that more of that luxurious, um, sensory reward. And so, so Taurus is ruled by Venus. So there's that, that sensory quality, things that are pleasing to the senses and luxurious experiences. Um, these relate to, um, Taurus as well as art, um, beauty, art and beauty. These are all, um, Taurian qualities very stable, very trustworthy, um, kind of rock solid. So this is where, you know, Saturn, basically it's like Saturn and Taurus are having a conversation about the plan and about like how to kind of keep that in check and not let things, not like let some of the shadowy aspects of Taurus, um, get in the way of that. So I see it as, okay, Tor, you know, Saturn's like, great, you're hardworking, you got the plant, you, you know what you're doing. Um, but the, the sticking point is like, but maybe don't get too stubborn, too comfortable inside of what you're doing and what you're going through. So, so because uh, Taurus can tend to be a little more conventional. So it's like when there's like a stubbornness of like, no, I'm like going to keep, just keep on this path, but maybe there is, and too comfortable inside of that. It's like, they might need a little bit of a prod to like, see, uh, maybe they need to trust intuition more and be willing to deviate in order to 
continue on, you know, the most aligned supportive path. I can see that. I've seen evidence of that in my past. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I, and it's just an, it, like I said, it's just an interesting thing to be aware of, whether it's monetarily, but also in that, um, in the aspect of like other ways of resources, opportunity, you know, just, just those types of well, things. Well, I was just thinking, it, you know, I got really sort of stuck after, you know, the last promotion I had and I was really bored mm -hmm. and I couldn't motivate to do anything. And then this mm -hmm. opportunity came up and, you know, and I just sort of had, this was never part of my career plan or trajectory. It just sort of happened. Right. And I just said, okay, well, why not? And mm -hmm. now I've, it's, a, it's been a really, so it's, it's opened the doors for not just financial reward, but um, status and esteem mm -hmm. and responsibility mm -hmm. and just new experiences and all kinds of things. For sure. For sure. Um, which is kind of, I think that's supportive probably to the Aquarius you have, <laughs> you know, like just something new, something different, you know, that's, that's satisfying there. Um, that's, that's my thought on that. Um, I'm going to move into your Midhaven, which is your career. It also relates to your image, kind of like your public persona, your public image. And you know, it's interesting knowing what I know about you, but yours is in Sagittarius. And this, this is usually relates to your 10th house, which is related to your career. So that's why we look at the Midhaven for that. But Sagittarius is the philosopher. They're the master teacher. They are the spiritual leader or spiritual teacher. They're, they're very worldly. They're great with words. So good with speaking and writing highly intellectual, um, but also kind of freedom seeking and don't, don't like to be felt like they're pinned down or um, stuck, you know, in one type of situation, which is why often Sagittarians are looked at as like they love to travel and they love to like go and experience global cultures and, and all of that. But they have this like I said, master teacher, spiritual teacher, philosopher inside of them. So this is very much part of your career, you know, of, of your career path. Mm -hmm. And would you say that what you've stepped into recently offers even more opportunity than the past? Well, I think it blends the two together. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that had, because I had been just a professor before, um, I was more sort of stuck in one half of it where it was just the academic and the research and the science and all that right, stuff. Right. And the new position is about, you know, bringing people together and writing community letters and missives and public speaking and giving speeches, which mm -hmm. sometimes I draw on my background, my academic background, but other times I just draw on, you know, emotion and light spiritual principles and where I'm promoting community and collaboration and the values really that I think are imperative to creating a collaborative, cooperative culture, you know, within this institution. For sure. And so it really brings a lot of those things together. 
Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, you know, Sagittarius, I don't think I mentioned this, but they, they're, they deal with higher learning, higher education. So how interesting that you're, you're literally in higher education, but there's an expansive quality outside of just, you know, quote, just being a professor. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, yeah, I think it's, I think it's fascinating because I do know you and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I've also known that there have been moments where your life path, ha- you know, you've, you've sort of questioned it and um, wondered about it. And so it's, it's interesting to look at it from this lens. And see well, I think it was, it, was a, it was going down the one half of it. And so, so I said, I think this piece, even though I never would have ever imagined it or coveted it for myself, actually right. brings the two paths that I was on closer together. Mm. The wander spiritual piece on the one hand and the straight up research focused academic. Right, 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 right. Totally. Totally. Which kind of leads us into your uh, North node and your South node. Uh, you have your, so uh, you have your South, uh, sorry, your North node in Pisces and um, your North node is considered to be your challenge or your destiny. So you actually have, you know, a couple of pretty strong placements of Pisces here. Um, And your south node, so your south node is opposite what your north node is, and that would be Virgo. Um, And what, how we see the south node is these are your gifts, these are your abilities, these are what you bring to the table, and you just kind of do and they're, they feel a little more natural to you, um, as opposed to the North Node, which tends to be like, that's like kind of where you're looking to move towards and more into and more embody that. Um, and that, hence, you know, it's considered to be like that destiny, but also the challenge, the challenge that's offered, because it's not what comes naturally and organically. Um, but Virgo is associated with, and some of what you just shared was exactly that. It's like Virgo's associate. Well, Virgo is actually the healer. So it's the virgin. It's associated with purity. And so there's a healer um, inside of Virgo, but they're definitely about selfless service and hardworking, very hardworking. They tend to be perfectionistic. Um, they're highly organized. They're a great executive producer. They kind of are, are, they're the, yeah, they're just the executive producers. They're not going to be the, you know, the person who's like out there, like, look at me, look at me. They're more uh, pulling other people together and other resources together and seeing and, and bringing that forth and using that really good at organizing. I mean, that right there, organizing that type of situation. Highly intellectual, really smart. Um, again, writers, speakers, um, good, good verbally, good verbal skills. Um, very trustworthy. They are planners. They are not risk takers, though. Like, they're, they're just there's a, there's a little bit of like a shadow fear of Virgo of like really kind of listening to and speaking that inner voice. Um, they tend, they can have this very critical part of, of them. And that I often see that as like most often 
turned inwards, like a self-criticism as much as it is an external criticism. So they'll be critical of others because they're like, they can't do it right. I can just do it better than they can. <laughs> like, uh, you know, that kind of a thing. And they can, they can do things really, really well. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes that even falls into the self, the self-criticism. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I, again, I know you. And so like, I can see some of these traits inside of you. Would you, would you say that these feel like just ways of being that you don't that are <laughs> natural? <laughs> shall we say? Yes. I, I would say that I put the J in the INTJ. <laughs> right. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. So you have that, but there's, you know, there are these great traits to Virgo, hardworking planner, organized producer, um, you know, they trust, very trustworthy. They're interested in the truth in finding the truth, this, this healer, you know, that, and they're, they're, they're a healer, really they're healing. And, and, um, and I, and I think too, Virgos tend to like a bigger cause. Like it's, it, you know, there's, there's like a bigger thing going on. They want to be helpful. They want to be useful. If they don't. No, no, this all sounds, this all sounds very familiar. <laughs> it's so funny. So, so then your challenge is, and I, you know, and I, I, I would say that you've just from the outside perspective, there's probably already been a movement in this direction, but just so that you have an understanding of like, your challenge is now taking these natural gifts and not just kind of leaning back into those all the time, but bringing them into Pisces, which is, we already talked about Pisces, non-material, dreamy, creative, uh, intuitive, psychic, like, you know, Virgo doesn't, Virgo's like, uh, you know, that inner voice. Mm, okay. Maybe not. Um, so I, you know, I, I feel like this is, like bringing those gifts of Virgo into higher realms of healing, you know, mm -hmm. maybe like spiritual healing, um, listening to and following intuitive psychic hits, not just relying on that super keen intellect of Virgo, which, you know, ha definitely have. <laughs> um, this has been the struggle of my life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The challenge, right? But, you know, I think, I think what I love about this, Catherine, is it's, it's showing, you know, and I, I don't know, this is from my perspective, but I would love to hear from you. Like, I feel like this is showing you that, yes, that's been the challenge, the destiny that's, that's part of your, your life path. But like, seeing it from this lens is like, you have that, you have that, that's actually something, you know, maybe this supports you even more in trusting that, in trusting that, um, that aspect that maybe you thought, well, I don't really have that because it's, that means it's there for you. You just have to kind of step into it more. I think one of the things is, I think I've always, I think maybe I mean, we have talked about this, but, um, you know, I've always seen these in opposition mm -hmm. and this is maybe helping me rethink the fact that it does, it's not really one or the other. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah. And I, and I think too, that Pi the Piscean challenge may be to take more risks emotionally, intuitively, spiritually to heal, you know, and I think 
to heal yourself, but also to heal inside of your path, you know, those who you're serving, uh, who are in your community, who, all of that. Um, but there's a huge, there's just a lot there that you can continue to <laughs> step into that challenge, right? Like every moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, have a, do you have any questions thus far before I go into a little something else here? I don't think so. Okay. It's all very clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. So I'm going to talk about your, um, I'm going to talk about your 12th house next. And in Life Path Astrology, we look at your 12th house as your of like your ideal client or customer, or I think it was your audience or your community, kind of those you serve. And, um, and they, from this, that also the 12th house deals with your own unconscious beliefs, your karmic debts, and your limiting beliefs just those. So this is like where kind of the spiritual work it's rule. The 12th house is ruled by Pisces. So we can see like, this is where you kind of like do the work of evolving on, on your path. Um, but there's like a symbiosis on a, uh, when you're living more of your higher calling that you're there's, there's, there's this symbiotic relationship of, well, okay, as I am like serving these people and, and supporting them on their path, I'm simultaneously working through my own stuff. Um, so it's like that reflection sort of uh, relationship. And you have your 12th house ruled by Aquarius. So you've got the Aquarius sun, which is your magic fairy dust that you sprinkle throughout. So you have this, you already have this like way about you that understands and relates to Aquarius. So you have an understanding of that. And then if we look at the people who you're uh, working with or serving, I like to look at it that way. Um, they are also, they're, they're visionaries, they're rebels, they're innovators. But when we look at kind of what some of the, what some of the shadowy aspects of um, Aquarius what can happen for them is they may, they might feel like outcasts for their different views. They might, you know, they might feel a little, um, like, yeah, like they're just outside of things for their, for those views that they have, those ideas and for their independence, you know, they like their independent, but it, it, it can, you know, it might be this place where, um, they don't always feel kind of included or like they're just so far outside of where everyone is because they're basically ahead of the game. You know, they're look, they're like the, the people who are looking ahead, the vision and going, we need to innovate this, you know, and everybody else might be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so this is, I mean, I think this is really cool in the position that you're in. Uh, because you have this opportunity to be influential for those that you work with inside of a higher education realm, molding the future, essentially. And then, you know, that acknowledging that some of these 
um, well, that those in your community, those that you're serving, they are, that you're ideally, you know, really ideally serving, they are the archetype of this Aquarius. They're not all Aquarians, but they're, but they're just the archetype. They have these traits inside of them. And, you know, in kind of weaving it all together. So this is where I would say as much as you can inside of what you do, think about that as you're working uh, in the role that you have right now, having that in mind of like, okay, if I can speak to those, if I can kind of inject certain languaging or ideas into the mix that are appealing to these innovators, to these rebels, you know, what have you, um, that there can be this really beautiful opportunity to um, be a positive influence there for their own journey and then also on your own journey too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, something that I, you know, that this sort of like, pull, I feel like it pulls a lot of this together is, you know, teaching um, that higher learning, being able to teach and be a leader, be that, that spiritual in quotations or in parentheses, um, that spiritual teacher leader, which is the Sagittarius for the innovative, but like grounded material ideas of Taurus. So that Saturn and Taurus, um, you also have that in the second house, which is like what the, like the products or the services that you have. Um, uh, around these spiritual, non-material, emotional worlds, like just seeing that, which is the Pisces, where like weaving that together so that maybe they don't, and sprinkling your own Aquarius throughout as much as, as, much as you can. Um, but this may enable them to feel kind of heard and seen and included while still like, being, um, being able to move forward on, on their path and again, on your path. So it's, it's just sort of like food for thought in the role that you're in, because it's going to look different for, um, someone like you versus like an entrepreneur who's just like creating some kind of a, whatever they want business. Mm -hmm. Right. But what, I guess, how does all that land? And (laughs) No, it's, it's definitely landing. It, um, I'm just like seeing her going, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so great. <laughs> um, yeah, well, gr- good. I mean, that's, that's great, Catherine, because um, uh, in many ways you are affirming and confirming to yourself like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe where I'm supposed to be. And then maybe just having some further confirmation of ways of being, um, tuning in all of that good stuff to support yourself as you, and, and support those that you're serving. Well, I, I do think it also gives me a little bit more permission. I think I've been beating myself up a little bit mm. for like wanting to like do art stuff because it's not like art art like it's like crafts like kid art 
you know, right. and it's just this relaxation and, you know, and I've got these other projects that, that would fit right into what you're saying that I just haven't really given myself permission to do, even though there's, there's been a little part, there's been a little voice that's been saying, you should do this, you know, it should be really valuable for you to do because I can actually see, you know, through this lens that that would actually fuel because it would allow me to tap into a period of my life when I was super, super tapped in um, and really, really following my intuition in a really deep way. Um, yeah. And it happened to be during a time when I was completely relaxed and had taken a huge break from my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't had one of those recently because right. the last year was really grueling because of external circumstances. And this year has not been better. <laughs> so I haven't really had any mm. time off really in like two years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'm definitely beginning to feel it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, good. Permission is great. And that's a great word too. Like just having the permission to follow that and, and listen more and know and trust that there's you know, all kinds of gold inside of it for you personally and professionally. Yeah. And you have, you know, you've got that Pisces, like <laughs> that's a good, good dose of Pisces being both in your North node and your rising. That's the, you know, that's pretty strong. It's not just like, you know, Uranus or some, something that doesn't have as much weight. Mm -hmm. um, as far as your life path and, and who you are and all that good stuff. Um, Catherine, do you feel, do you feel like there, I mean, and maybe it's the permission piece. Do you feel like you've had any like ahas or just realizations that, that came forward in this? Well, I think it, you know, it really helped um, frame like what was going on with my, which I had already mentioned that, that at one point where I was going down sort of what it's like half of my career, what my career is now, when I was really in deeply in the one half of it, which was just more of the straight academic cognitive brain focused thing. Mm -hmm. It had become super unsatisfying for me. And in fact, I was bored and I wasn't actually hmm able to motivate myself to do much of anything. And so, um, whereas now in this new thing, like, you know, I get up at five o'clock every morning, you know, I'm usually like working by six 30 in the morning and mm -hmm. often working late at night and on the weekends. And I'm totally into it, which is something I never would have imagined for myself based That's on the first, so cool. however many 20 years of my career where I was getting more and more bored and not really wanting to do anything. So I had sort of cultivated this. I just like, Oh, you know, I've really gotten lazy and I can't get motivated. And now it's like, it seems like I'm constantly motivated. And the other thing that you had mentioned about, I have said this like a hundred times if I've said it once is that when people say you're really, really good at this job and I don't really, it's been on, I guess I can trust them now that that's true. But the thing that's been hardest for me to grasp is I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why <laughs> what I'm doing that's good because to me, I feel more like me. 
Yeah. Whereas I felt like the previous job was a role. Oh. And so I'm just like, I'm just being me. Like, why was this so hard for other people? I don't get it. Because people are like, oh, that's the hardest job. And I'm like, <laughs> why is this so hard? I don't get it. I mean, it's a lot of work. But so to me, that's actually, so it's interesting that that, that came up in this reading too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you're like, oh, okay. That's, that's why. Because y- y- astrologically speaking, it seems that you're very well suited to it. And so you stepped into it and were like, I can do this. Yeah, no, it, it said to me, it was like, I have, and I've said this many times to people that I feel more like me in this role than I ever did in my, the role that I had for like 20 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yay. Um, so I don't really feel like there's, uh, I don't know, but you can share with me. I don't feel like there's like a, a plan of action for you to follow. I mean, maybe it is just what your aha is like permission to, to, to take that time to, or trust that inner voice. And you know what I mean? That well, might and be. I, and I think also too, cause I am sort of a perfectionist and somewhat of a judger. Like I think with the art in particular, it's been harder for me to sort of get out of, you know, to acknowledge that one, it's valuable and it doesn't have to be perfect and you should just take risks with it. I mean, it's art, you know, (laughs) it's by definition, it's supposed to be risky Um, (laughs) and you never know what it's going to end up. It doesn't have to be a certain way and that there could be some freedom and and more value in allowing myself to take more risk and also just to make sure that I am taking care to do all those things that are grounding. Yep. Awesome. And to cut myself some slack for, for wanting to do those things. Oh yeah. No, they're like, they're necessary. They're, they're going to be necessary. They are necessary. Awesome. (laughs) It's such a pleasure to do this for you, Catherine. It was great. Did you laugh when you were, when you were preparing for it? Did I laugh? Um, Just because you're like, yep. I know. Yeah, I did. I was like, wow, it's just, it's just fascinating to me. You know, it's so fascinating and not everyone. Um, I've had a couple of readings, um, and I've done quite a few, but I've had a, I've had a couple of readings where similar, very different situations, but it was all about this confirmation and this permission. It really wasn't like, oh my God, you know, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or where I'm going or, you know, which primarily is is a lot of of what they are but so you were one of the two that was around that and yeah and doing it's like it's just really fascinating you know when I as this job gets harder and harder and harder and as the world circumstances make it even more complicated by the day you know there is part of me that's like did you make the right choice did you make I mean this is like is this really what you're going to be doing with your life and it seems that this I mean so in some ways there's another part of me that's like, yes, like this is obviously what you should have been doing because you're, you're good at it and it's <laughs> easy and you're actually will get up and do it. Whereas you weren't doing another thing that right. had been your path. And, right. and so it, it was really nice to have this confirmation that that makes this yes seem like the yes, I am on the right path. And that all those deviations that I took along the way, which did enhance my spirituality and my trust in my intuition, which 
in my other role, yep. I thought had been deviations or wasted time or this or that, that it seems that this reading helps me to believe more strongly that those were necessary. Those were part of the path. Yeah. They deviations. And yeah. I wouldn't be here now if I hadn't taken them. Absolutely. Yeah, they were important. They were important catalysts of moving towards that destiny, that North Node. So that's super cool. I so love it. It's very reassuring. Yay. Well, um, again, just wonderful. Uh, always a pleasure. And I really appreciate you sharing and um, just sharing a bit and, and uh, being open to discovering what's available here. Um, and I wish you just a beautiful rest of the night, relaxing and no screen time. No screen time. <laughs> Good. Well, I look forward to connecting soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.